morning, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep, episode number 36. We are the podcast about bad books, movies, and television. Today, we are talking about the first half of L.A. Candy by reality TV diva, reality diva, Lauren Conrad. <laughs> it is uh, probably the worst book we've ever read. Joining us today, we have a very special panel. Uh, first up, he's the ditzy one, everybody. It's Ezra. Wait, am I the one that likes the girls' night, or am I the one that gets too drunk it's really hard to say uh so joining us today wait no wait wait maybe, maybe maybe he's the ditzy one it's chris oh my god am i gonna get electrocuted i just drank water while near a computer <laughs> also uh joining us for the first time today uh, a noob on the program wait no maybe maybe he's the ditzy one uh, everybody it's jason oh god i is uh did I, um, is this planned? Like, do we write something else? <laughs> <laughs> you just, just did perfectly. And of course, uh, I'm, I'm your host. I am definitely the smart one. My name is Alex. Slut. <laughs> wow. You can tell I'm the smart one uh, because I'm the one who wrote the book, uh, even if it's the dumbest book ever. I don't think anyone else in this book could have even ghostwritten a book, so. Conditioned to not make mistakes, but I can live that way. Thanks for tuning in today. So uh, to start things off on this book, everybody needs to offer a major compliment. It's part of a compliment sandwich, part of any good constructive criticism. Jason, as our guest, you have the right to go either first or last in the opening compliment. Which would you prefer? I'll, I'll go first, if that's okay. Yeah, launch into it. All right. Well, I, I, first of all, um, I, I, the best thing about this book, I think, is uh, it allowed me to be on your guys' show. <laughs> so I think that that's the best thing about this. That is a great compliment. I, well done. That is excellent. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go second for the major compliment. So early in the book, they're just she, they they decided to have breakfast, and she says, "What do we have in the refrigerator?" And then she's like, "Half a lime and peach yogurt with an expiration date of yesterday." And if I ever own a yogurt company, that's what I'm gonna print under expiration date. I'm just like, <laughs> yes, <"Yeah." right." laughs> I think that's awesome. <laughs> The fun part of this book was taking her too literally on everything she said. <laughs> that was the only way I could get through it sanely. Um, I can go off of that. Please do. So my compliment, the uh, the main character's best friend's name is Scarlet, and she calls her Scar a lot. Yeah. So I, I pictured Scar from The Lion King whenever, yeah. <laughs> whenever that came up. So like, how you doing, Scar? Be prepared. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Uh, so, Chris, bring up the rear here. Uh, what do you What do you have for us? So, I really like puns, and I thought it was a great pun in in the first part of this book. Scarlet and Jane, the two I guess main characters, Jane being the narrator and you know fill in for the author, are at this bar, <laughs> and Scar drinks tequila, and she just drinks shots of it. And so, there's this great line of Scar downed her tequila neatly, which I thought was a really great pun because ah. any without rocks is right. served. Neat. And mm. so, you know, did she drink the whole thing? Did she drink without ice? It's a nice little clever pun. Just to be honest, I think that, that was a mistake. I thought they tried to strip it of all humor. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, I'm a big believer in goof-proofment, which is, you know, even mistakes can make it better. Absolutely. You you heard it better than she wrote it. That's that's a compliment to Chris. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, so, <laughs> Chris, do yourself another solid and uh, some, <laughs> summarize for us 
the plot of this book in 10 seconds or less. I will begin my timer when you say your first word. Two dumb kind of hot girls move to L.A., go on TV show, surprised that there are even dumber, hotter girls in L.A. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that seemed prepared even it was too good yeah that was awesome <laughs> that was totally not prepared um, <laughs> I mean that's that's a great place to start for me I think because uh, the girls are supposed to be hot right that's part of the thing <laughs> yeah yeah everybody says how hot Scarlet is how pretty Jane is you know and, and not in a LA way that's very important to this book yeah. is real prettiness yeah. versus had a lot of work done, prettiness. A book this dumb, and they're looking down on other hot women. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's just trying, to, trying to distinguish the kind of hotness. I was like, oh, this, this, this girl is hot in a way that other girls are hot, but this girl is hot in a way that no one else is hot. <laughs> <laughs> she, yeah. also, uh, she also talked some shit on sorority girls. She was like, I don't think I'm that kind of girl. <laughs> really? Reality TV harlot? What kind of girl are you? What? <laughs> no, it's, it's great because the real mission of this book is just what's the competition? You know? So it's like, yeah, I'm not smart, but I do have a book under my name, and there's all these different kinds of girls that are dumber than me. <laughs> is that really true? I mean, is that someone with fake tits is dumber than this girl with her idiot real ones? I mean, obviously, if she's drawing her intellectual strength from her real fatty tissue, that's a problem. If you can draw from anywhere, you should. That's all. <laughs> but you know, I, to be honest with you, like I, I, I found some value in the fact that I, I found out fairly early in the book that juicy tracksuits uh, were out. <laughs> I bet that saved you a lot of grief. Yeah, exactly. All my, like, I had a closet full, and I threw away all of them. <laughs> Except for the ones that hug my ass just the right way, you know? <laughs> You'll save those as apartment pants. <laughs> I guess this is a good t- as good a time as any to, to tell you a secret. So I uh, I decided that I couldn't fully appreciate this book without knowing what Lauren Conrad looked and sounded like. So I watched the first two episodes of The Hills. <laughs> oh, God, why? <laughs> as an extracurricular project for this podcast, I watched an hour of The Hills. How was it? Uh, um, it's kind of fascinating, and here's why. Because <laughs> in, in the book, the smart one and the stupid one are almost completely indistinguishable. <laughs> and in the show, she really is smarter than the people around her. Like, her her roommate in the show is a fucking dunce. We narrowly missed reading the roommate's book, actually. <laughs> Does she have a book, too? Yeah, H- H- Heidi Montag's um, How to Be Famous. If there had been an audio version of it, we would have read it. Oh, my so, God. Are you serious? She wrote this is a near miss, guys. <laughs> oh wow. We dodged that bullet. Because Heidi Montag, from the clips I've seen, is ridiculously annoying. She, she, is, she is fucking but awful. I want to say something about Heidi if I can. Like, I really appreciated her work on um, I, I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. I was just really cool. <laughs> Oh my god, guys, I did a Google search for Heidi Montag, and the, one of the first few things that came up was a page of her ten surgeries. I saw that. That's intense. This is fucking... Then there's like a before and after photo, and it's fucking crazy. Yeah. Is she way hotter, or what, what, what's, the, what's the general... I, mean, I think she looks way worse, but that's just me. Her face looks all stupid now. <laughs> Alex, do you think she got like a stupidectomy or something like that? Or... <laughs> Stupid, stupid augmentation. <laughs> she actually had something. I'm, I'm looking at this list of procedures. She had a nose job revision. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
You know, measure twice, cut once. Exactly. Yeah, this is a guy, he measured her nose once. <laughs> These are her procedures, though. A mini brow lift, Botox in forehead and frown area, nose job revision, fat injection in cheeks, nasolabial folds and lips, chin reduction, neck lipo. Did you say labial folds? I, yeah. I did, but I'm assuming those are the uh, mouth labials. The mouth ah. lips instead of the uh, crotch lips. I was going to say, that's ridiculous. But now <laughs> no one cares that much about that. <laughs> uh, she also had her, her ears pinned back, her breast augmentation revision, liposuction on waist, hips, and inner thighs, and a buttock augmentation. She got bonus ass. <laughs> this is like multi-ass. <laughs> she got several more. This is a 12-ass tidy Montag. <laughs> You're a mad doctor. What's she gonna do in 20 years when she has to like, have it all redone again? Like, what if she's poor? What if she's poor and doesn't have anything at that point? Like, it's a risky investment. She is a blonde, hot woman. I mean, she won't ever be poor. I, I mean, I, I love all you blonde women out there. If I'm, and my mom's a blonde woman, so I, I mean, I'm not. But they hit the wall quite early, usually. You know? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? No. <laughs> no, but maybe if you can send me a picture of your mom, I can you can explain it that way. <laughs> no, I, I think you're saying like 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 maybe brunettes have legs to them, but like like and they can last for a while, but like you know, blonde women peak early. And like, <laughs> yes, just like wine, just like wine. Your right, like white wines do not age well. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right about that. Well, um, at least if, if if anything really good, I mean, at least she'll be able to look forward to having like a, a reality TV show when she's like 60, you know, called you know. Um, over the hills. In the book, you know, Jane and uh, Scarlett have never been on a show before, and they're like new and you know wide-eyed. But Lauren and Heidi were on a show before the Hills called Laguna Beach, the real Orange County. Right, right. And so when they're like, you know, oh, I'm from like, you know, wherever, it's it's pretty, and I'm just, you know, I know nothing of the world. You know, she's already had cameras following her every single day. I think really the lesson here is is. Um, these are formative years that we're dealing with, <laughs> and so <laughs> if you have someone following you with the camera, you know, since you're 17, maybe things won't turn out exactly the way you want. <laughs> you might be able to expect when, when you that. have people manipulating your life for the from, camera from day one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, right. There's this great moment in the book where she was like, where like all like these things are getting planted. Like she gets a promotion for no reason, and people yeah. are all of a sudden being nice to her when they're on camera and wearing more makeup, and then. A guy who's already signed a release and is mic'd up walks in and asks her out without meeting her, and he's totally hot. Richie's like, wait a second, this is starting to seem unreal, which is weird, because it's reality TV. (laughs) (laughs) There's a word here that I'm looking for. Iron? Is it (laughs) (laughs) iron-like? Since since you guys are all actually probably pretty smart characters, I should mention the opening of The Hills, or one of the first few scenes in The Hills, is her showing up at the the school in Los Angeles, Lauren, and having her interview with the you know uh, admissions lady, and the lady's like, "Well, we are we are all very impressed by your three point six GPA." <laughs> really? And yeah, numbers can get higher than that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there are higher numbers than that, right? That's like, uh, yeah, this is not on a scale of up to three point six. I thought people can. Like on like a 4.2 level now. Like, don't people do that? Like with AP courses and like, 
You can, I mean, yeah, you can get up to a five. <laughs> Seriously, you've got to, you got to understand at some point that people are saying things because you're hot. Well, you know, because they're expecting you to be way stupider yeah, than you are. Exactly. Like, she's on a scale of one to hot. Yeah. And so a 3.6 is pretty awesome. <laughs> no, no, it's like, right, you, didn't you see this? Like, you have to have, like, an SAT this high and grades this high in the, the school. But there's also, like, a hotness of this high. Absolutely. You know? so, so that makes me feel really bad because she might be slightly retarded then because... <laughs> She's been played down to her whole life, so I mean, like, yeah, three point six because she's been on that scale the Absolutely. whole time. And I, I feel sorry for her now. She's. <laughs> I just realized that's how I got into college. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta ask this now because I'm I'm curious. So it's it's definitely fiction, but it's based on her life. But also, the beginning of the book, she says Harper's Children's Audio presents. Oh, this was a big question for me. Yeah, uh, this is put out by Harper's Children's. However, it has honest to god swearing, uh, teen sex. There's underage drinking. There's breaking the law. There's taking drugs you don't know about. I mean, these are a lot of bad examples. So, so I guess my question is: is it was it actually a children's book? Was that actually what happened? Yeah, it's it's uh, it's like a cautionary tale. <laughs> <laughs> a cautionary tale of how you can succeed without wanting to. <laughs> <laughs> this book is all that I need. How to how to succeed. So, so can we do a philosophy moment for a second? Yeah. So, uh, Scar, apparently, is that her favorite philosopher is Descartes because she took the first week of any philosophy class. <laughs> and never went back. And never went back. And her, her favorite saying is on a mug, which is, I think, therefore I am, which surely she has a lot of experience with being. <laughs> and then and then she says, like, two or three sentences after she says that, she says, I read in some book that Descartes only had sex once. Poor Descartes, he should have some more sex. <laughs> really? You just, this is, you're the smart one? You're the one who really likes books? It's funny because a girl's talking about sex. That's why it's funny. <laughs> who was the girl, you know? Like, what was that, what was that like for Descartes? It was like, but Descartes had sex with once? Yeah. It yeah. must have been very sad and, and like, terrible. Yeah. He was in a cabin somewhere, and he was like, well, the first thing that appears to my hand is this naked woman, so I believe I'm having sex with her, but it's really hard to say. Yeah, because of the <laughs> displacement, you know, I, I can't really tell, like, yeah. what exactly I'm, I'm having sex with, but I know that I'm running into a solid object over and over again. <laughs> Descartes, are you doubting my existence again? <laughs> Gotta have sex to prove it, sorry. You know, Scarlet's supposedly smart, and everybody says she's hot, but damn, she's shallow. Chris, there's a great opening part in the beginning where it's like, Scarlet was really hot, and she used this hotness to get sex with anyone she wanted, but it was hard for her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, she, she was standing in like her, her underwear and she's like she remembered how many times guys had told her she looked really hot in this she tried to never think about her looks <laughs> do you read the sentence as you write it or is the next sentence a whole like, it's just like the world is new to you again when you start your second sentence <laughs> every time you put down a paragraph you erase your mind of ex- everything you've written yeah, I kind of yeah. see the the her maybe her her mind is like those pencils that have like the little segments in it. That one you like you put one in, the other one pops out. 
Oh, this one's green! <laughs> Not only is that a great analogy, it's also the first time that pencil has ever been used in an analogy. <laughs> I'm just really stoked about it. <laughs> Finally some recognition. <laughs> I'm so appropriate. Is there an actual name? Somebody should look up and see what the actual name of that pencil is. Cause what, what type, there has to be a special name for that pencil. It's probably named after the inventor. I, the best yeah, pencil I, ever? <laughs> <laughs> this is called Super Pencil 1994. Yeah. Woohoo! If your last name is Super Pencil, you've got some expectations to live up to. <laughs> My dad wants me to go into the Super Pencil Inventing Company, but I really want to be a dancer. <laughs> <laughs> So basically what this book is, is a, it's a blueprint by the L.A. Liquor Commission for how to close down clubs they don't like, right? <laughs> In the book, at least, is like, we're going to bring you to bars where you will drink on camera, even though you're 19. Yeah, it's funny because they're like, no club here ever lasts more than six months <laughs> because they get shut down because they're only selling to minors. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty selling. Also, if you're ever like, if if you're a liquor commission, you're like, we need to find, you know, we know that Club LAX is doing all these things. We have to like, well, we could send in a uh, an ugly teenage boy. That no, I've got it, hot girl, hot girl with a camera crew. Yeah, <laughs> oh, pff, she's got a camera crew. She must be of age, right? I mean, right? That would be an entrapment if that happened. <laughs> Honestly, actually, if there's just a, if there's this reality TV show called Hot Underage Girls Get Drunk Illegally. People would watch that. Uh, well, <laughs> I, I think if, if there were a show called Hot Underage Girls Are Secretly Working for the Cops and They're Here to Arrest Bartenders, I'd watch that too. Yeah. Can we can we pitch this? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, we, we could get 16-year-old hot girls to try to buy, uh, to buy cigarettes or join the military or something. <laughs> or vote. Yeah, or vote. <laughs> As, as we all have established, it's not a good book, right? But part of my philosophy that anything bad is is, is only ever one change away from being awesome. Right. So I was wondering, what what would the change be for you guys? I already know. I was thinking about this when because she, she where they're like manipulating things about her world to make it better television, like the fake boyfriend and the other. I <laughs> I just want them to go a little bit further and make it full Truman Show. Yeah. I just want like I want them to like be paying an actor to pretend to be her boyfriend. I want them to just be like. Oh, instead of just getting her jobs, let's put her in really intense situations. Like, <laughs> let's pay people to rob the bank she's going into today. Yeah. Let's see how she responds. Yeah, start controlling the weather. I, yeah. <laughs> you could probably actually do that. Like, like the Truman Show, they built a whole city where everybody's in on it, but you wouldn't have to do that for a reality show. You could just ruin someone's day on camera. Didn't Jamie Kennedy do that on a date, like, the X Factor? <laughs> No. You watch a lot of TV, man. Fuck. I'm really impressed, Jason. <laughs> X Factor. Wow. I, I, well, he uh, does have a broken leg. Yeah. Yeah. So. No, it's all the way over there. I mean, that happened way before. That was just when I was fat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, what I, what I was thinking was for my my show is gonna that it's gonna be it's not just ruining a one random stranger's day. It's you pick somebody and put them on a show. And then all of a sudden they start getting into really intense situations. You're like, yeah. you don't ruin anybody's day. You ruin, you know, Scar's day over and over and over again. 
<laughs> you ruined several days for her. You ruined her a whole life. <laughs> you, you you pay her boss like you pay her boss to give her a huge promotion and then fire her for screwing something up that she didn't actually get a part of. So she's just she just doesn't know what what she's causing anymore. She's like the world is not responding to stimulus anymore. What do I do? <laughs> I am powerless. <laughs> like it, and then right when she's like getting ready to hang herself, uh, in, in her desperation and loneliness, surprise! We've been fucking with you this whole time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've been super punked. <laughs> Sorry about the last ten years. <laughs> Ashton. <laughs> that, that's my one change. Who else has got a one change they want? I, I don't know if people have said this before. I don't want to be like other guests you've had on the show, but. Like maybe like Brayden's a the a zombie and he eats her brain like and like flips <laughs> over. <laughs> we all just say what we're thinking though is that Brayden zombie would be hungry again in like ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> My change would be you know let's just take this way more literally instead of L A candy. Put them in Candyland. <laughs> what did I tell you? Just taking everything a little too literally makes this book way more fun. Oh, it's so fun. And then they'd have to eat their way out of the gumdrop forest, <laughs> and they'd all pass out in diabetic comas, and they'd never hear from them again. I smell sex and candy hair. Who's that lounging in my chair? I think the funniest thing so far, Alex, is that it's clear to me, just from all the comments, that you had a pretty rough time hanging on to who was talking when. <laughs> no, I <laughs> genuinely, I every time some, it, Scarlet would be like, when then Scar said, and I was like, wait, who? I'm so confused. <laughs> maybe it's like a, maybe it's like a, <laughs> a kind of like a postmodern thing of like sort of destruction of uh, of cohesive narrative and reality and like you know any sense of character, just like. <laughs> It's some serious Thomas Pynchon shit. Yeah, right. Lauren Conrad has studied under Thomas Pynchon. The Botoxing of Lot 49. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Alex, I'm, I'm not trying to shit on you, but what does it say to you when you can't understand the stupidest book ever? <laughs> <laughs> I got to represent for some smart people uh, with this one. In this book, they they fault Caleb, Jane's ex, for choosing Yale over Stanford because he's a dick, apparently. <laughs> That's why. That's why. And I know for a fact, we have some listeners at Yale, Yeah. and they rock, yeah. <laughs> and they are not dicks. Yeah. I think the takeaway is um, it, it's great to go to Yale if you want to be at an Ivy, and get as far away as possible from a very stupid girl. Caleb is writing a book somewhere about how he finally got out of this awful relationship with an idiot. <laughs> it's called Not a Dick at Yale. <laughs> <laughs> All, interestingly enough, also the title of a book by the Lesbian Club. Because <laughs> we're talking about lesbians, I want to throw a shout out to my friend Angelica. And uh, she took me out and got me um, a foot massage yesterday. And I just want to say thank you to her. Cause, like, you know. <laughs> What's the happy ending for a foot massage? Like, um, they do like like this little piggy. Is that what happens? <laughs> well, that would make me happy. 
<laughs> Funniest thing is, like, when you get into the room that we were in, like, uh, we're sitting down, there's a, there's a sign up on the wall, and it's not, it's not even a nice-looking sign, it's just, like, on a piece of white paper printed up with a printer, and it says, it is against the law to offer or propagate any sexual encounter while at this location. So, like, it's like... Wait, propagate? Pro- or proposition. Uh, propagate would have been a much funnier word. You're like, well, once it's happening, you can't include other people. <laughs> you can't... Don't let this grow to the pizza shop next door. Once you're in a sexual encounter, you have to keep it contained to the foot massage parlor. I'd have meant proposition. You're, you're not allowed to receive or proselytize for... Uh, <laughs> Amen. Yeah. No receiving or Presbyterian. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do another compliment and let's go home. All right, home. We go in reverse order for compliments. So, Chris, it is your turn. Uh, my com- my minor compliment and very minor compliment is that this book took some time to ponder the deep questions, mm-hmm. such as what's in fish food anyway. <laughs> A good question. Yeah, it's crazy. What could possibly be in fish food? It's not like they write the ingredients on the side of the bottle or anything. Hey, I have no idea what's in fish food. I've never owned a fish. I don't know. Scabs. <laughs> Scabs? <laughs> Gross. I mean, like, you know, they, they have those fish out there that do eat, like, all the stuff off your feet. You know? Oh, you yeah, the, yeah, as you know about these things. Yeah, Dr. Fish. Dr. Fish. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm just saying, that I'm, I'm a fucking intelligent guy. So. <laughs> you should go to Yale. Yeah. Ezra, what do you, you got for a minor compliment? At one point, when you get to a, a fancy bar, one of the happening clubs, they just bring over a bottle of vodka and all the fixings, and you have to do it yourself. Yeah. <laughs> well, one, I like it when rich people have to work. And, and two, uh, <laughs> I'd like to be a bartender. <laughs> <laughs> These are both good things. For me. I, I can see why you like that, but I hated that. I was like, wait, so the richer you get, the less service you get from them? What What the fuck? You don't have to tip them, though. That's how the rich people get rich, is that by never oh. having to tip. Oh, and it's bottle service, so actually you're getting more for, you know, like you're paying a lot of money for the bottle, but you can control your own pores, which. Yeah, right? I mean, this this feels like, you know what it feels like? It feels like a uh, horseless checkout at the grocery store. Like, why why am I having to do this work? Am I but, getting paid? But, Alex, if you have a hot girl with you, the bartender will totally hit on her. Alternatively, there could be a hot girl bartender. Alex, she's not interested in you. I'm just going to point that out. That <laughs> <laughs> she keeps if winking at me when I No, no. She wants a tip, Alex. She doesn't actually like you. Okay? <laughs> I'm sorry. Alex is there with a hot chick in the first place, and they're having bottle service in the first place. I think that the last thing you're going to want to do is fuck it up by flirting with the bartender that's hot. Well, I mean, wait. Since you're, since this is just a hypothetical question, can't my hot girl be like open-minded? <laughs> like, I mean, why are we creating such a limited fantasy? I don't understand. Like, Alex, is your bar situation is is the floor of your bar a trampoline? Difficult, difficult bottle service there. I don't know how. Bottle service in the ball pit. Yes. <laughs> and uh, then in the, the VIP lounge is just a big thing of warm rising bread dough. <laughs> I'm just gonna stay in Wait, this. Isn't that Heidi Montag's vagina? <laughs> oh. oh, Jason's gross when you let him be. Too soon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, guys. 
I like there's a too soon on that joke from Ezra because we're still grieving. Oh, <laughs> There's so much ambivalence about Heidi Montag's vagina. How can we just, how can we just so callous? Just like Heidi Montag's vagina. <laughs> well, after she got her labia, you know, fat-inducing surgery. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, yeah, so yeah, this, if you inject gross. fat into a into warm bread, like this is like a interesting Italian-style snack, right? <laughs> this is like authentic pizza or something. <laughs> I want to oh, stop God. this conversation so bad. <laughs> Me too. Lightning bonus round. Lightning <laughs> bonus <laughs> round. It's over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think one of my favorite things on the show is when we when we're doing a bit and Ezra goes bail bail <laughs> out of this bit. It's time for my compliment. For my minor compliment, this is another I guess taking her over literally. That was fun for me. At one point, they're outside of a store and she says this. She says, "Quote: A biker yelled something that sounded like an offer to do something dirty on the back of his bike." So I got me to thinking, what sounds like that but isn't that? <laughs> what, so he's what did he say that she misinterpreted like if he pulled up and he was like hey sluts remember the fastest way to go around a track is to use the inner course Bobby's <laughs> like hey thought... you guys want a mustache ride no it's my my, my motorcycle it's called a mustache it's called mustache yeah <laughs> that's what yeah. <laughs> Alex I thought you were going to go the other way and say like what's something dirty you know just on the back of your motorcycle like like make a mud pie or <laughs> It's um, another good idea. Who made the marinara sauce tonight? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, put on your white shirt and come over here and have spaghetti. <laughs> Time for my minor it compliment. Is, is your minor yeah, compliment. Finish this off. Take us home, Jason. Yeah, there's so much. I just want to like. I want to compliment. I guess I'm thinking about it right now. <laughs> I, I bet. Uh, <laughs> I, I guess the thing I want to. I, I want to like. Once again, it, it like this this book has made me realize how I will never have a chance of sleeping with a really hot chick named Jane or Scarlet. <laughs> maybe they're into broken legs. Maybe that's uh, a <laughs> yeah. I posted that on Craigslist and I haven't gotten any hits on it. So. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the no strings attached things. Like hey. Broken leg fetish? Anyone? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I put out there. The guy with one broken leg is looking for a woman with an arm cast to make awkward love to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't lean on my leg. It yeah. <laughs> <laughs> must be able to do reverse cowgirl. Yeah. <laughs> Under instead of no strings attached, you have to go to the one strings attached section. I want to be bottom. Yeah. <laughs> One string attached to the, uh, the harness that I have to use to keep my leg elevated. <laughs> I know it says no strings attached, but because of my broken leg... I'm I about to have a, a sash. What are those called? Damn it. Never mind. <laughs> Fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it. It's Bail. over. I, but... Is that a, I, I'm pretty sure that's what they call a sarong. <laughs> they call a sarong a fuck it, it's over? Thank you, everybody, for uh, for listening to our show this week. Uh, we've had a pretty good time talking about the book. We will be back again next week, of course, reading the second half of Dumb and Dumbette. 
And uh, um, so please join us again next week for that. Leave your questions and comments on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash read it and weep. Um, Wait, isn't, isn't, I thought isn't next week like it, it's Descartes that goes to the forum, isn't it? I thought that was... <laughs> as, as a bonus, we'll also be reading some Descartes and uh, watching six seasons of The Hills. <laughs> At the same time. <laughs> At the same time. As, as, actually, we'll, we'll be releasing a very special bonus, which is just the audio of The Hills with one long sigh going the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> just my soft weeping in the background. <laughs> And every once in a while, you might hear me uh, making some noises. Yeah. Remote control is in the kitchen, and I cannot yeah. help me. Yeah. Hey, Craigslist hookup, will you please change the channel for me? I can't move. That's where I should put like my, my no-strings-attached uh, ad now. You're going to be the super-strings-attached guy before this is over. You keep adding clauses. <laughs> no, I think what, what it is is you put out a separate ad, wanted... Someone to change the channel for me. I want no strings attached. Like human, I want remote control. I'm gonna turn the, the heat up a little bit on this. I want her to paint a remote control over her chest. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna finish this off for you guys. Must be able to give foot massages and and do this little piggy and be a fish. That's <laughs> <laughs> good. All the callbacks at once. Well done. <laughs> Excellent. Anyway, uh, so thank you everybody for joining us. Thanks as always, Chris and Ezra. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Jason, is there anything we can pimp for you? Well, um, actually, I, I, I don't really have a blog, but I do have um, a thing on uh, Fiverr.com, if you guys are familiar with Fiverr.com. I'm not. Please tell me a little bit about it. It says, I will blank for $5. So oh, okay. <laughs> it, it, my, my thing on there is, first of all, it's a uh, uh, Harry Guide Jason, I think, is my, my, my thing there. <laughs> Yeah. So we had, no, we had some talk. So we will put a link to Fiverr on on our web on the show notes for this episode at read-weep.com. What will you do for five dollars? I can't wait to hear it. I'll make fun of your friend. You send me information about your friends, and I'll record a YouTube video of me making fun of your friends for five dollars. <laughs> I think that's that's a re- that's a recession-proof uh, market. Right there. Uh, anyway, Jason, thanks for being here. Thank you guys. It was it was a lot of fun. I. I uh, Hope to do this again with you guys with a with a book that doesn't suck so bad. You misunderstand the purpose of our show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys, I forgot to tell you. This book has been optioned for a movie. Ah, yes! <laughs> oh, God. It's going to be a I'm, movie I'm, based on a book about a TV show. I know! It's supposed to be real. <laughs> it's the great media convergence. It's happening! Oh, my God. Lauren Conrad is, is proof that no matter how dumb you are, you, there's no media that can't contain you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, that's it for us. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next week. <laughs> is that a bird flying into a window? Yes, it was. <laughs> Excellent. Come on, be with me.